my goal is to try to build like most fantasy drafts, right? The goal is to build your best team for the cheapest, right? That's how my, so my goal is to, is to do that. Obviously, when you pick number one overall, I guess that was the worst team in the NFL last season. Um, that's not always the case, right? That means you have to spend a little, a little money early on. But I think the goal is to obviously you know build the best roster you can um, for the next three years with spending the least amount of money. It's We were talking earlier before this. Not a lot of guys though qualify for like for that <laughs> under that scenario where they don't make a lot of money. So and we're going to choose guys I imagine that are going to get paid pretty soon as well. So um, we're going to have some very expensive offensive lines. Yeah, that's that's the tough thing is when you start to look at uh, even some of the young guys right now that are on rookie contracts. When we're talking about the next three years, hell, some of these guys are coming up that are going to reset and reshift the market once again. So. Um, it's going to be interesting. Um, you, you're going to have to run deep in that offensive line almanac that uh, Thorne has put together to really, um, you know, have some value picks, really. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, I have a board here. I, like, created a little chart on Google. Um, so I got, like, eight deep at left tackle, left guard, center, right guard, right tackle. Ooh. So, like, I'm I'm ready to – you know, I'm per- I'm pretty sure I'm going to get at least one of these guys. You know, um, at each position. So well, I will for sure. It's just a matter of the value. So, all right. You know, with all that said, let's just go ahead and get right into it. Jeff, you got first pick. Who are you taking? Yeah, I mean, this one you know is is Trent Williams. I think it's no surprise here. I think he'd be one 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 for everyone, right? I don't know if you would choose anyone different. Um, you know, age was thirty five, right? Thirty five, but. He doesn't appear to be slowing down at all. And that's a consideration here for the age, right? It's like you think, okay, 35 years old, we should see some drop-off. But there's none of that right now. Um, and I feel very comfortable drafting him first overall. I did I did take a, a little peek at Laramie Tunsil and maybe putting him in this slot at 1-1. One, one, um, just so I wanted to take left tackle and be done with it. But I didn't. So I took Trent Williams. Uh, Tunsil's 29, so for the – kind of the the way we're doing this, that might end up being better for three years because of Trent's age, but he doesn't show any signs of slowing down either. So, um, but I did think about taking Tunsil here at, at, uh, for the first pick. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting just because of the age, but all right, Duke, you're, you're up, man. Who are you, who are you taking? The pick is in. I'm taking Zach Martin at right guard. Yeah, the, this shock, shocker. Who could have <laughs> who could have called this one coming from Duke? Was, I mean, that's it's, you take Hall of Famers, right? It would, Hall of Famers listen, yeah, never listen. go wrong. Listen, here's the thing is when we talk about the the current day uh, gold standard, and I, I just tweeted about this, when you look at the landscape of the guards over the years, you know, there's Larry Allen and there's everybody else. But, you know, within that everybody else, um, you got guys like Will Shields, Steve Hutchinson, Alan Fanica, uh, Randall McDaniel. Uh, but now when you talk about the landscape of today, um, there's Zach Martin. There's Zach Martin and then everybody else. Um, Zach has kind of been the consistent um, gold standard in today's game in interior line play. So uh, it, it, it would be foolish if you passed on that. Zach is still fairly uh, young in terms, if you're going to compare him to like a Trent Williams um, age. Would you say Trent was 36? You know, I think he's 35, yeah. 35, I think. Yep, Zach is 33. So um, still, you know, he's got four four years, you know, five years left maybe, uh, especially with a guy that's taking care of his body. I think also, too, is Martin can also jump out the tackle in a pinch. Like if you need like a guy that can do multiple things, he's he's excellent doing that as well. 
Yeah, we had a conversation about that a couple of years ago. He's never doing that again. That's why he didn't do it the last two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is nice just, I guess, in emergencies. But, yeah, ideally he's sticking to the right guard. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, sort of chalk kind of answers right now. There's one guy that could have went there that I'm going to pick right now. I just can't go past him. Um, and another 33-year-old, and that's Lane Johnson. Um so I, I got to go lane here. Um, there was somebody else I kind of wanted uh, that was younger, but I think Jeff might steal him right here, but oh, I am. <laughs> that, that's okay. Um, I, I just had to get lane right here. He's 33 years old and it's kind of similar, you know, paradigm with, with Zach in terms of like, it's, it's lane and everybody else, you know, at right tackle, um, you know, Mitch was, was really close there when he was playing, you know, Mitch force, but um you know, right now, you know, they're like Worfs is close and some other guys, but Lane is kind of the gold standard at the position. I mean, should he probably could play left if he if he needed to. Um, but yeah, he's gonna be my right tackle. And I, I think three years for sure, you know, I'll get out of Lane. At least I'm expecting that. So even if I get two, I'll be happy. So Lane was yeah, gonna I mean, be my next pick. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So I'm gonna. Should I just. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do it now. Brandon Thor and I were talking about. We were texting back and forth about this. So originally, when we had to set this out, we had planned to do this for like weeks. We finally. I'm glad we're able to do this now. I was picking third, and the dilemma I had was: Do I pick this guy? I'm gonna pick now third, and then or six. Like, is he gonna get to six? And so I'm taking Panay Sewell yeah. at right tackle with my fourth pick. Uh, I guess my second pick, but fourth overall. Uh, guy's 22 years old. He's 22, and I think he's going to finally get to all pro. He was third last year in voting, so he was obviously didn't make it last year. With Worfs going to right tackle, I mean left tackle now. Obviously, Lane's winning all pro uh, first team. I think Panay's right there. We saw him struggle a little bit as a rookie, obviously. Got just so much better at right tackle. And we talked about this, too. I think you can make the case, if you were building this team, you put him at left tackle, too, which is what he won the Allen Trophy at in college. So um, I'm going to take Panay still here, Duke. Um, I – I was going to hope – I didn't think he would have made it to, to pick uh, seven. I think Thorne would have taken him um, in this in the second round here. So I'm going Panay here. I, I just got to say, like, if this would have fell differently, I, I definitely would have picked Panay, and I wanted him to be my left tackle. So I would have just moved him over and just had him as my left. The fact that you got Trent and Panay is, is sick. So, <laughs> right. I'll take it. I'm taking it. Yeah, I mean, those are two very physically dominating – offensive tackles, but in a deja vu from the draft three years ago, I'm going to take Rashawn Slater uh, mm -hmm. at left tackle. Um, you know, Slater was hurt last year um, after game three, but, you know, those first three games, he was what we thought he was. Then as a rookie, was an all-pro. So um, expect about for him to bounce back. Um, and, you know, I think he's going to have a good couple of years um, right into that second contract. So I'm taking him as my left tackle. Yeah, that's that's a good one. He's 24 years old. So, yeah, man, rookie contract, like you I, said. I think people forgot about him, like, heading into this season. I know. Like, it's kind of still – like, I know like, it's what happens to you when you don't play, right, for an entire uh -huh. season. You get forgotten about, and he's young. But he was second-team All-Pro as a, as a rookie. Like, legit, the second-best tackle in all the NFL as a rookie. After, and now he's, after, after not playing for an entire year. Right? Yeah. And now he gets back healthier – um, and with a new offense and a kind of a year to you know, mature his body, which wasn't really an issue anyways, but just, you know, you just, the older you get, kind of get to that 27 to 30 years old, your body matures even more. 
Like he's going to be a beast this year. It's a, it, that's a, the value there is incredible. Yeah. Side note outside of the fantasy uh, scope, he had a really good spring and summer too. Um, you know, he spent um, an extended period of time with me in the spring. It didn't go through the first two phases of the off season program um, with, with the charters. So I had him, I had Teron, I had uh, a couple of other guys, Zach and some guys like that, that stuck around deep into uh, the spring. Um, and we saw a lot of uh, good things from that. And then they got went into their off-season program, some of the mandatory stuff, and they came back ready to hit um, this summer. And then that cruised them into to, to the summertime as well. So um, I'm excited about Slater. Um, I think that he was one of our most in, improved guys um, within the program. I would say him and probably uh, Tyler Biotis. Yeah, and, and he's coming back from a torn biceps, right? It's not like it's a severe lower half injury or – Something like yeah, that. it was it was a torn bicep, and actually he was ready to play towards the end of the year uh, for the Chargers. The Chargers held him out of like the last two games, and then they held him out uh, like that. That I think was that they had their the, ja- first the Jacksonville game. game. Yeah, he would. He told me he would have played the Chiefs game if he was. Yeah, he would have played the Chiefs game. Yeah. He was he was yeah. ready to go. They were just very cautious with him. Okay. Yeah, I think that's good context because it's not like he's coming back from a typically like a devastating kind of injury. So he should hit the ground running and you know, be all pro caliber. All right. So I'm up here. I'm I'm going to do something kind of, you know, that I was not expecting to do coming in, but I'm going to take Tristan Wirfs and he's going to play left for me. Um, like he is doing this year for the Bucks. Um, ideally you keep him at the, you know, right side. I wouldn't move him, you know, in real life if I didn't have to, and I wouldn't move him now, but just looking at my board, um, you know, I could take like an Andrew Thomas or, Laramie Tunsil here, but it really, it comes down to Thomas or Werfs for me. And they're both 24, but I just think Werfs is a better player right now, at least. And I don't know. I just like Werfs more. So even though there's some uncertainty there with the move, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just, you know, risk it, I guess, in a sense, um, even though I don't think there's a ton of risk and Tristan Werfs and Lane Johnson are going to be my tackles. You you take him over Laramie Tunsil? I think so. He's he's cheaper. He's about to get paid, so it, yeah. he's not going to be cheaper. Um, but he's five years younger, so yeah. I'm just kind of going at that angle. Yeah. You know? so, I know. It's, you, see, this is why people have to listen to this because they're going to see the graphic you put out and be like, "Oh my god, no one took Larry Tunsil. Duke might take him still a tackle or to play right tackle." But like, the people are going to freak out about it. It's like, no, no, no guys, it's not the way this is. <laughs> Nothing to do with that. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. That, that that'll probably be our only position change, but. Yeah, that being said, you know, that's that's yeah. my guy. So Jeff. Um do you by the way, do you like the move to left tackle for him? Yeah, what do you think about that, Duke? It's interesting, you know, because at uh Iowa he would play right tackle. So it's not like yeah. a guy that played left tackle and then moved to right tackle in the NFL. Um so it'll be interesting. But the thing here's what I'm encouraged about with Werfs is that that position switch was early on into the spring. It's not like you came into training camp and out of necessity of injury. Um, now you're working on it. So we know position switch is not easy. It takes times. It takes reps. It takes studying. Um, and I feel like that he's had more than enough time to prepare for that role. So I feel good about it. Yeah. He's young enough too to do that. Yeah. Um, all right. So I'm up next. I don't know how I end up getting – more all pros on my team, but here we go. Um, 
you know, Brandon, when when you tweeted out about the centers being underpaid as a position when the running back conversation was coming up, uh, you're right, by the way, absolutely right. And I started looking at it, and you sent over the, the contract list of the top contracts for NFL offensive linemen. And the first center, and that's Jason Kelsey, is like at the like 30 players down, 30 players down for a center. I'm not taking Kelsey because he's going to retire after the season most likely. I'm taking Creed Humphrey here. But, like, I don't know why centers are not valued in quite that same way. Now, Creed's going to get as much money as he wants. Kansas is going to have to pay him. Um, but I, I do teams not feel like they're worth it, Duke? Like, I don't – because, like, the, the drop from, like, Creed to the next center, essentially, which might be Ryan, but Ryan's getting up in age two, is – like, I can get so many guards in my next th- two picks. I can't find a Creed Humphrey at guard, you know, if I pass on him now. So, like, I'm just surprised centers don't get that value when they're such important pieces to good offensive lines. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Uh, this past year in free agency, there was a really, really low threshold for the center market in terms of dollar amount spent. Um, but when you look at the top centers in the league, I mean, they're all very, very good players, uh, essentially. Uh, the ones that are at the top of that list. It's interesting to me that the positional value in dollars um, doesn't match that because um, what we know about, and and Creed talked about this, like in the run game, like in the run game, he makes every single check, every single flip. Uh, Mahomes is responsible for the majority of the past, uh, past game protections and flips. But uh, most places, especially when you have that commanding center, they're kind of responsible for everything. So, you know, Jason yeah. Kelsey responsible for everything. Eric McCoy now is responsible for everything with all the different quarterbacks. That may switch. Uh, they may switch this year with Derek Carr being back there. But when you look at your Ryan Kel- uh, Kelly's and, um, you know, guys like Frank Ragnow and Corey Lindsley, uh, you know, those are some really, really good names. And to me, those demand higher value contracts. So, Something's going to have to give soon. There's going to have to be a center that really kind of steps up and draws a hard line. Uh, it's not really in the DNA of a center to do that. It's really not in the DNA of a lot of old linemen to do that, to like kind of hold out or really push the envelope. But you got to understand when you do have the leverage to take it and it becomes, this is a very individualized thing when you talk about contract negotiation. But a lot of this stuff, man, um, certain guys that are setting the bar, you, you got to think about the position um, to come. And sometimes even if you're a younger guy setting that market, all right, it's for you to get back into the market in a couple of years and it keeps pushing higher. You know, I think at one point the guard mar- market started to ascend up and then it kind of teetered off because some, some, some of the guys took deals they shouldn't have or could have waited on. And now it's starting to climb back up there. Um, so it's interesting, man. When that market gets up there, I think that everybody who's on track to get paid, um, you got to take care of yourself, but there's also a duty to keep that thing ascending. Yeah. Even though, like you said, just to piggyback real quick, it's an individualized thing to kind of hold out or push for more, but it actually elevates the position, Mm -hmm. you know, as a whole, just in terms of positional earnings and whatnot. So taking that long view, like you said, I think, you know, ultimately is going to help the position. So we'll see what happens with Zach, you know, because that's a guy who's doing it right now. And that'll be interesting. But yeah, well, Zach, Zach is getting getting paid like $7 million less than the top guards in the league right now. Yeah. 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 
So that's that's pretty significant. Why he's on now? Yeah, you're up, dude. I'm going to take Lermy Tonsil, and uh, I'm going to put him at left tackle. I'm going to flip Slater to right tackle, um, <laughs> okay. and we're going to let him we're going to let him eat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so not the only position change. All right, I like it. Yeah. I think, I think this is the this has to be the decision to move those guys. If this is what you have, you put you put Tunsil left and put Slater at right, which is he's younger can make that I think make that change easier. Yep. Man, all right. Dang. Okay. Well, I wasn't taking a tackle anyway, so yeah. But but nonetheless, so yeah. I mean, I feel like just for the sake of the exercise right now, I don't want this to be like an all Madden team, you know, because I I could go just expensive, expensive, expensive. Because Worfs is about to get paid. Lane is obviously getting paid. So I'm going to go, you know, young here at guard. Um, gosh, this is actually, this is tough. Um, I, I really want to take Quentin, you know, here, but he's getting paid and all that. I'm going to go young here and take Trey Smith at, at, at right guard. <sighs> Yeah. Hey, I was I was holding out that, that would be too. my fifth my, my fifth round pick. I was that holding was, out that, that my guy. That was gonna be mine too, but <laughs> to that point, I mean, hell, this is Trey's third year. They're probably gonna have to talk. He was a six-round pick. So, you know, you're thinking contract negotiation coming up here pretty soon. Uh and again, probably another player that breaks the bank. 